Good day and welcome to the Cincy Slang and Bearcat Podcast. I'm Coomer, and it's just me for the introduction today, though Hummer does join us for the interview we just completed with none other than Eichel Davis, Director of Creative Video at the University of Cincinnati Athletics Department. Eichel came to the University of Cincinnati about 40 days ago and has already left his mark largely through the Let It Fly series, which you can find now on YouTube. The first five episodes are out as of the airing of this podcast. We talked to Eichel about a lot today. We started with where he's from, how he got his start in the creative you know, videography business, what he envisions for himself at the University of Cincinnati, and what he'll be doing down the line with us as well. And we may have given him some grief about being a St. Louis Cardinals fan. But all in all, a wonderful conversation that will leave you getting very excited about the future of the Bearcats digital team. Let's not wait any longer. Without further ado, Eichel Davis. We are now joined by Eichel Davis, Director of Creative Video at the University of Cincinnati Athletics. Eichel, thank you for joining the Cincy Slang and Bearcat podcast today. I'm happy to be here. Look, since you've joined the the staff at the University of Cincinnati, I've been excited to try and talk to you. Obviously, you've you've come aboard here and instantly made your mark with the Let It Fly series, having, having a big hand in that. I'm sure it's not you by yourself. Uh, but you're certainly heavily involved in that project. And it, it does seem to be um, in line with the the athletic department's drive to sort of bring more content, more social engagement to since University of Cincinnati Athletics. But before we get into maybe the a- different aspects of your job, different projects, I am curious of kind of about your journey getting to the University of Cincinnati. So maybe to get us started here, you can share a little bit about your background maybe where you're from and, and how you, how you got to be, you know, this master of videography that you are today. <laughs> I don't know if I'm a master of anything in my life. Um, I, so I'm from St. Louis. Um, I, I born and raised St. Louis, um, good born and raised in Missouri as a whole. I, uh, I went to Missouri or Mizzou as it's known to a lot of people, um, was there for four years and that's kind of actually, how I got started in collegiate video. I, I did video in high school, um, you know, had some, some great teachers there that, that really got me involved in, in storytelling and um, all of that fun stuff. But went to Mizzou, got involved in video, baseball for four years, um, then started doing football my junior year and then um, some other sports my senior year and really um, had a unique opportunity there to just kind of uh, lead a department as a student with uh, me and Caroline Hall, who's like, you know, one of my best friends. And it was really us two that um, definitely had a lot on our plate as students, but it was completely worth it because I got a lot lot of experience and um, just actually a a chance, just chance happenings of life. My my roommate in college, a huge TCU fan and I just kind of fell in love with TCU uh, through him and had an opportunity to go to their 2017 Alamo Bowl um, where they had their second thing was come back and um, met some people down there. And before I knew it, it was May and 
those uh, same people were, were asking if I wanted to come work in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, after not leaving Missouri for the first 20 years of my life, um, which I said, hell yeah, because uh, TCU is a dream school of mine. So I know most play people don't get their dream schools on, on their first try. And, uh, and, and I did. So I, I had to jump at opportunity and uh, can't can't say enough about Fort Worth and TCU and the, the programs there and um, especially the baseball program, which I had such a, a fun time working with. And, you know, I will be a, a horn frog the rest of my life. I, I love TCU as much as I love anything else. And um, I'll be an ambassador for that place any, any way I can for the rest of my life. You know, met some of my best friends down there um, and really just an amazing place. But uh, I'm a pretty ambitious person and uh, opportunity awaits as uh, some would say, and uh, got a got a call when I was in a lovely Morgantown, West Virginia, on a uh, on a Friday from a guy named Dan Phillips, who I had no idea who it was, um, and uh, it it, it it's uh, happened pretty fast. I I got a call on a Friday, and uh, flew up to Cincinnati on a Monday, got a job offer on a Tuesday, and accepted a job offer on a Wednesday. So in less than a week, I went from uh, being a horned frog to being a bear cat pretty quickly. Um, and it's been the best decision I, I could have ever made. I uh, had plenty of opportunities leading up to that. Um, but Cincinnati, I always say it felt like not only the right place, but the right time at the right place um, to really do some incredible things and uh, be involved in, with some incredible people. So, yeah, that's kind of how I got here in a short-ish form. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my my career uh, trajectory in, in this space. To date. Um, so in terms of the Cincinnati opportunity and maybe what they were trying to do at UC, what what were you being told or kind of what, were, what was the vision that kind of excited you most and, and allowed you to, or enticed you to pick up your bags and move from Fort Worth to Cincinnati, Ohio? Yeah, it, it was a complete collection of things, right? I, I, I knew, I love college football, I love college sports. So I knew where Cincinnati was and I knew where Cincinnati was going. And that was always intriguing to me from afar. Um, and and, and I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, of, of underdogs and chips on your shoulder. So Cincinnati was in, in a way built for me. Um, so as knowing that going in and then the conversations that I had with Dan and Ben and uh, Anthony Defino, like it, from, from the time that I left that meeting and those, those meetings, um, I was sold. I, I, I had every intention of coming here because it, it was less about, you know, oh, it, it became less about, oh, like Cincinnati's going to have this great year and, and we're going to have a great year. Um, but it, it became more about Cincinnati as a place where I can see myself growing and growing, growing, growing with great people and, um, you know, having an opportunity to reach even higher towards um, my very lofty, but I think very uh, attainable goals in the future. So, um, again, it's just right place, right time at, at right place. Um, yeah, it, it, it was everything. It, it, the it was an instant feeling of you just know, right? Like sometimes you just know, and uh, I knew instantly. 
It's that Malcolm Gladwell blink theory. Like you just, you, the, the gut decision was there. It felt right. I'm going for it. Yeah. Well, I definitely don't want to make this sound too much like a job interview. So I am going to, I'll pivot away from, <laughs> from the career aspiration questions. And uh, I, oh, I was God. curious, you know, you mentioning you were from or spent a ton of time in Fort Worth and have this, this fondness for that city and that university at TCU. Last week when we were talking to, we ended up interviewing Jamar Johnson with the basketball program. And beforehand, we were we were chatting with the uh, with uh, David Cohen from Communi- Communications a bit, who also spent a good amount of time in Fort Worth, and was actually making the comparison of of seeing a lot of similarities between Fort Worth as a city and Cincinnati as a city. Do you find the same thing? Um, I actually, I, I honestly think they're very different. All right, but I also realized that me and David were at TCU at very different times. Like Fort Worth has exploded in the last four four or five years. Um, I think there's like some crazy stat that like a thousand people a week are moving to Fort Worth or something. And let me tell you, you can tell um, <laughs> by like the amount of just sheer people. I'm like, oh my God, I've been here three years and I feel like a local saying, get out. Um, and <laughs> I, was, uh, I spent seven years in Austin, Texas, by the way. Yes, and the, the vibe down there was you know, like, it was everybody from California coming into the city. I was, I was a foreigner too, moving there from, from Buffalo, New York, but um, that sounds to be the same thing across Texas. I think there's a lot of, a lot of growth right now. Uh, definitely. Um, and, and yeah, so I, I, I do think there are some similarities where I feel like the people uh, do have, again, this like chip in their shoulder, this idea of like, yeah, like we are proud to be where we're from. Um, but they're also very different places. I mean, uh, Texas is very unlike Ohio. Um, and uh but yeah, I, I, I love them for different reasons. I, I think I think I love Cincinnati because it reminds me so much of home and uh, it has the, this kind of rusticness to it, this edge that um, I didn't find as much in Fort Worth. Not to say Fort Worth isn't an edgy place, but uh, there's just a, a copious amount of edge in the city and around Clifton that I just love. So, um, so yeah, definitely uh, different, but both loved. So I want to ask you a bit about the Let It Fly series. I know that's probably what most people want to hear the most about. Yeah. Um, first off, is that a project that was already underway when you joined the team? I'm not really, I can't remember the timeline of exactly when you came aboard, but is that something that was already in process or is this something that was was kind of, was drummed up pretty shortly after your arrival? So Let It Fly is kind of the brainchild of a lot of people um, over the course of probably about three or four years of like, man, what, what if we did this? And um, me getting hired and us hiring some other people really set, set the stage of like, okay, if it's not now, it's never uh, with the season we're planning on having, uh, well, with this with the just crazy amount of storylines there are like, it was this this year um, to, to uh, let it fly, as we say. Um, so it's, uh, it, it really was just a perfect storm of personnel, of storylines and timing um, that this became the right time. So about two weeks after I got hired, you know, it was, you know, the, the, uh, the Nick Fury in Avengers moment, you know, like there's this idea and, uh, it's, it's, uh, it, it moved very quickly. I, I started on a Monday and by like the next Monday we had to have a trailer. And then by the next Monday we were like making an episode. So I, I feel like my entire, uh, time here has been let it fly. Um, 
which I am grateful for, but I'm also grateful um, that we're in episode five of six. And uh, I'm, I, I, I couldn't be, be more proud of, of Let It Fly. Um, and it's the people that pulled it off. Like I, I, every week we're like, wow, we did that again. We did it again. And it, the quality never suffered, you know, um, you know, can't even, we could, could never do it without Kelsey or Dan or Ben and Anthony and, um, you know, Connor and Spencer, Eric and, and Lexi. It's like all these people, it takes everyone to make this show possible and cause and everyone else. So, um, you know, let it fly. There's a reason that let it fly has credits. Because credits are very important because everyone in those credits uh, are, is the reason that it's great. So, so speaking of the credits, I noticed at the I think it was the end of episode two, you credited a nice thank you to Brian Fox. Uh, have you had a chance to meet Brian Fox? Uh, I have not. I don't think. Okay, so this next question then will, you know, you'll probably answer, you know, no, because you don't know. But, you know, if you're thinking about it, do you get a chance to meet him, ask this question in your head. Who is a who is a sexier man, him or Luke Fickle? It's an ongoing battle between these two uh, that they, they, you know, we need a definitive answer to. Okay, I, I'll, uh, I'll, we have a running list of questions uh, for the show, and I'll definitely uh, keep that one on on the list just in case the opportunity it could be just a good outtake you know if we're doing bloopers if you if you just pop that into a luke fickle question and say hey luke you know <laughs> who's 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 more handsome you or brian fox there's, there's so many bloopers i wish you all to understand and then we should also probably add the question of if, if it's ever going to make public record why the hell this guy was credited on episode two he's a friend of ours <laughs> friend of the podcast but i do you know it was it was a hilarious credit that we all got to kick out kick out of and, and i'm sure one day we'll get to the bottom of it I love it. So one question I do have is I know you've, it sounds like you follow college sports and and maybe sports in general pretty closely, but I wouldn't expect you to know the ins and outs of Cincinnati Bearcat football or any other sport for that matter. um, Given that, you know, it's hard enough to follow one specific program. So you come aboard and all of a sudden you're kind of thrown into this incredibly ambitious project and let it fly, which is it's going to capture, you know, moments of, of tackling and, and passing, passing catches and different highlights. But a lot of the show is built upon storylines and, and following the stories within the program and within the, you know, different player dynamics. So you're coming in fresh, maybe without that history, without that institutional knowledge, how do you get up to speed? Like what does a crash court and crash course in Cincinnati football look like for you? Yeah. I, I think my um, my philosophy there was kind of the same philosophy of when I got down to Fort Worth. Is like I I just listened a lot and I observed a lot, and um, it, it's it's so important. I I this 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 saying that like you can't add to to the culture if, if you don't understand what's already there. Um, and you know I want to add to the culture here. I want I want to change. Add you know add traditions and. And things that you know in ten years or five years when I'm not here, uh, they outlive me. Um, and it, it's it's important to me, and it was important to me to have those conversations with people that have been here. Like Kelsey's been here forever. Kelsey's like a legend in football. Like we, she is. We went to so many lunches and had so many conversations, and um, it, it really became this um, this this like learning like 
um, Cincinnati football for dummies, but also like an, an eight week course, but also in like like a few hours. So um, <laughs> just like everything else, it was uh, it was accelerated a lot of learning as as I go, uh, which I which is why I think that the latter episodes keep getting better and better because I'm understanding what Cincinnati is more and more every day because. Um, I've I've started to really develop this this idea that you know I'm a Bearcat. It's it's not just like I work here. It's like no, like I'm I'm part of this. Um, so so yeah, culture is so important. Like the word culture is so important to me. You can ask anybody. It's like one of the most important words in my life. Um, to the point where I'm probably going to get it get a tattoo of it at some point. Um, <laughs> and because it, it's everything. Like culture is is a word that. If, if you have good culture, you can say it and people know exactly what, what you're talking about and uh, can't say enough about the culture that that Coach Fick and so many other people here have, have built to where, you know, you know what Cincinnati culture is. So you be, get to oh, go ahead, Hummer. I say be careful, though, because uh, Cincinnati, the University of Cincinnati, it, it's sticky. It doesn't come off very easily. So you may wake up one day and be like, whoa, TCU who? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that will make a. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good about, about keeping the, the places that I love pretty close. Uh, you, you will see me, um, if you follow my, follow my Twitter during Mizzou football season, I'm, I'm sorry if, any, if anything bad happens because it will not be pretty. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that like a guarantee, though, with Missouri football, like something bad is going to happen? See, I, I, uh, I came in at a great time with uh, Coach Pinkle, so I – I really only know success and like, like, I don't know, like a lot of super bad failure. Like I think the worst season we've had since I've been alive is like four and eight. And that was my like sophomore year of college. And I kind of like blacked it out, but you know, I, for me, Mizzou football is what it should be is like, all right, you should win eight to nine games every year. And you should touch 10 in a few of those years too. And maybe every few years you're 12 and zero, you know, competing for stuff. So, um, also didn't help in my freshman year. We won the East the second year in a row, and I thought it was going to be like that all the time, and we haven't sniffed it since. So um, I, I think that also helps me this year. Is I'm like, it's it, it can be fleeting, so enjoy it while you can. Wow, incredible perspective. You're not you're not irrational. You're completely level headed about all of this. <laughs> He's definitely not a Cincinnati fan yet. I was going to say, <laughs> having grown up in Cincinnati and being a Cincinnati fan forever, I'm like, wow, he's got completely realistic expectations for his program. Um, anyway, you're, you're going to have a, maybe a different vibe when you meet some some more of the fans around the Cincinnati Bearcats, <laughs> the Reds, the Bengals, so on and so forth. I, um, I hope all your teams are successful besides that one that plays in the Red Stadium. So. <laughs> We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Um I did want to ask you, so you're around the, the the football team so much these days, you know, probably capturing however many hours of content per week, but you were kind of raving, already raving about the culture that Luke Fickle has created. How, how would an outsider, and you're not an outsider anymore, but what I mean by that is someone coming in, observing this team behind the scenes for the first time, how are you describing that culture? What is special about that culture? Um, I think most importantly is what's on people. You know, every the the show i think shows this so well because it goes into just so many aspects of football and you know the athletic department but every person matters you know um it, it's it's not like 
okay, there's players and then there's the other people. It's like, no, every person that helps that team in any way matters from, you know, the, I think it's perfectly shown in, in episode two when this is pretty much all about family and we go, you know, we go to Dez's house and we go to the equipment room um, and we like, you know, we think this episode, we, we, we went bowling with sauce. It's just the peak of what happens there. So it's like these, these things, at the end of the day, it's about people, it's about family and, and, and love um, and everything else just kind of follows after that. I actually think you guys do a fantastic job of capturing that. And just to throw another couple of roles and people into play here. I mean, I think with the very first episode, you're capturing the fact that like the, the tenure with the bus driver who's taking the team to camp higher ground was like getting close to 30 years, I think. Yeah. And it's you know, been doing it since 2000, I think. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're capturing these like extremely long-term relationships and all sorts of roles that are tied to this football program where every single person feels invested and understands that they are playing, you know, a key role in, in this program success. And now the success is at, at an all time high. Um, let's, let me ask you this about, about creating the series. First off, how many hours of, of footage per week are you capturing? <laughs> so it, it's actually, when we were out of high ground, um, I was actually like hunkered down in my office and Kelsey was doing all the filming and she was gracious enough to not send me everything that she shot because if she did, I don't think I would ever slept. So, um, but it's hours and hours and hours. Like, I think we probably filled a terabyte of Ooh. stuff on this show. I don't even want to know how many hours of footage we have. I think it would, it would make my head hurt, um, but it's worth it. Like, it's, it's all important. So, um, plus there's never a, uh, most content, a lot of content is, uh, evergreen so don't be surprised if you uh, happen to see some of the stuff we've shot that you haven't seen before pop up in other places okay that leaves me a little intrigued because i was going to ask you what if there was a moment or a scene or you know a, an occurrence that happened that you have had to leave it didn't make it out of the cutting room floor basically you know is there something that that was a tough cut for you because i think episodes have generally ranged from like 12 minutes to maybe upwards of 20 or so um, what's what's been the toughest thing to leave out of the series so there's, far? There's definitely been a lot of moments that we've had to cut. I think I think the stuff with Des, you know, like uh, you know, kudos to Des for one. Like I I met Des once ever, and he let me come into his house and film him for a couple hours. Not everyone would do that, so shout out to Des. Um, and uh, I think there's a lot from that 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 we uh, just. I couldn't couldn't put into the show um because it was there was nothing wrong with it. it's just time constraints so um stuff like that uh there's a lot of moments at camp camp's long uh you don't get to show everything um so it's um yeah there's there's definitely stuff that we, we've had to cut but the best of the best is uh definitely makes it in there yeah, and you may not want to spoil it either. If you're going to potentially drop some good scenes, good clips <laughs> in the future, you probably don't want to spoil it. I'm not going to twist your arm on this and and, and kind of hold your feet to the fire. Um, Episode six is the end, and uh, there's a lot of callbacks. So, all right, so say. all right. Who's who's been the funniest? So, who's the funniest player to be around? Like, if you're if film you're filming different players. There's a few guys who seem to have, you know, kind of very charismatic personalities. My personal favorite, uh, just quote, 
the entire series was the no veggies only food. <laughs> I hope I'm saying I hope I'm saying that right. That that quote just absolutely destroyed me. I found it to be hilarious. I can't even remember which player said it. So, do you remember who said that? I don't remember either. It's we filmed so many guys, and I'm like trying. To, I'm like learning as I go. Um, but it's crazy. Like you get this idea of what a football team is, and like what football players are. They're all just a bunch of like goofy people, like all of them, and it's hilarious. Um, like. Uh, my Jay's hilarious sauce. I mean, I bowling with sauce might be one of the greatest like evenings of my life uh, in terms of, of a comedy standpoint. Um, yeah, like it's it's a lot. Like Wiley's awesome. Like uh, like the, there's there are so many guys in this team that are just awesome people with um, awesome personalities. So we may we may call back to it at this point. I I do want to I do want to grill you a little bit. Right, actually, before we go, before we get into the the the, the Cardinals talk. I was say, you, got, you better tread lightly, man. They've, they've I am. definitely been winning the battle. If you would, that's fine. I'm going to tread lightly, but I just, there's one specific question I need to ask about that. Um, what, what are your plans? What's your going to be your involvement in other sports? If any, like, are you going to have a hand in what's happening with the excitement around the basketball program and Wes Miller? Cause when you talk about understanding culture and coming in and getting a feel for it, I mean, what, the way you're speaking is is very similar to Wes Miller. Like, I think you guys are 1A and 1B in terms <laughs> of coming in, joining the Cincinnati Athletics Program, and kind of getting a feel quickly for what it's all about. So it might not seem like it right now, but basketball is actually my main sport assignment. Um, Kelsey will handle football day-to-day as the season because once let it fly in, my involvement with football will kind of wane a little bit, and my involvement with basketball will increase exponentially because – uh, that's the sport that I'm going to be traveling with and um, spending my, my kind of day-to-day uh, life with. I'm, I'm, I'm in there now. Uh, you know, I'm at practices. I'm doing all, all that stuff, but not as, as deep as I, as I would love to be. Um, so, yeah, I, it's, it's going to be interesting. Basketball will be my main sport, but the, the, the goal for me and the goal kind of these last, few, these last 40 days, I would say, um, has been how do we create create the the level of, of video content and, and stuff that we have for football that needs to be for every sport and that's really important to me um, that's that's kind of uh, what we've been trying to do and I think that's that's kind of what we've been doing uh, especially these last few weeks like we have a we have a video coming out coming out from volleyball tomorrow by uh, one of our intern Callum and uh, it's really really good. Like it's it's to the quality of stuff that comes out from football and basketball, and that is important to me that volleyball gets stuff like that and will continue to get stuff uh, like that because you know I'm not I'm not here to be you know the best uh, video department in our conference. Uh, I'm here to have the best video department in the country, um, and that is my goal. Uh, it's a lofty goal, but I I look around at the talent that we have here. And uh, I think it is a completely achievable goal and uh, plan to uh, to get there sooner rather than later. Because I'm also very impatient. <laughs> uh, but the, the team that we're building video wise, social wise, creative wise is uh, we're going to be able to rival anyone in the country. And we talk about it all the time. Like we don't we, we don't shy away from it. It's kind of like football. We're like, yeah, we can do it. We can be the best. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's crazy to think of, of where we're going 
just given what's happened in the last, like I've been here 40 days. Um, the first 40 days has, has already been exciting and it hasn't even touched the iceberg of what, of what we're planning to do. So it's, uh, it's, it's exciting. I don't think I'm being hyperbolic when I say that I, I believe, and you're, you're saying this is your first 40 days. I believe that let it fly is the most ambitious and, and, and highest execution that I've seen from like a digital project from the university of Cincinnati that I'm remembering, right? It doesn't mean that it's ever, but as I, I'm sure there's not a better digital project from 2005. So I, it's probably <laughs> a pretty safe statement from me. Right. Um, it's really fantastic stuff. We were talking offline a bit and I think this is what you're getting at. I think it, I think you're hitting on something big when you talk about having great content for not just football, not just basketball, but also women's volleyball, women's soccer, um, some of our Olympic sports. I mean, there's so many interesting stories that you can tell and you can build up a huge and a much bigger fan base around those sports just by telling those stories. And there's really no better example of that in recent history than the Drive to Survive series on Netflix for yeah. F1 from Formula yeah. One race car driving. We were, I, heard, I saw you tweet about the Shoemaker um, documentary that's coming to Netflix. I'm a very new fan of F1 as of 2021 after watching binge watching seasons same, one, same. one, two, and three this year. But they told such compelling stories about these drivers, the team principals, uh, showing kind of what's happening with the pit crews, the, the drama between different drivers. It was so compelling that I am now watching every, every race that's happening this season. I'm listening to podcasts about the sport, trying to get up to speed with how it works, the history of it. Maybe you can share your, your personal experience with that show and maybe how it relates to what your goal is for the university of Cincinnati. Yeah, I, I think it's no correlation. It's no, not correlation. It's no coincidence that I was watching that show around the same time that I was conceptualizing this, like the look and feel of let it fly. Like, like it's, they are um, definitely influenced, like let it fly is definitely influenced um, by uh, F1. And that show from the very first shot, like I, I remember the first shot of this, like, like, you know, you think, oh, it's F1, like, I don't really know anything about it. And this first shot of this, like, car zooming through the streets of Miami, it's, it's, it's like, it, like, you're in, like, that's it. And we really took that approach when we were making our intro and in our in, in our trailer, that camera intro, um, of, like, the very first shot, like, needs to be in. And we took these gorgeous drone shots of, of the new turf and the new stadium, and it was like, wow, like, you, you could, you should have a feel of the, production value from the very first shot um and and i i think about, about how the growth of what it, of of performing one has coincided with, with with the growth of that show and i think it's absolutely possible to kind of mimic that type of of creative um kind of what's called growth um with other sports the the biggest compliment i've ever gotten is when i was at missouri and uh, we had a baseball team and uh, we were good, um, but we weren't great. And one of my friends from Alabama who worked for Alabama football, uh, he's like, I didn't know anything about Mizzou, Mizzou baseball, but what I saw you tweeting. So I thought that Mizzou, Mizzou baseball was like a top 25 perennial team. And that's the power of media. Like people yeah. who don't know anything about, about your team, um, just things of like, oh, wow, if they're doing that, if that's their quality of content, then they must be good. And that, that matters, like content, storytelling 
matters. It matters to fans and it matters to revenue. Um, it's, it's, it's very important. So, uh, so yeah, I definitely think there's, there, there's some correlations to, to what they're doing with F1 with what, what I want to do with programs like baseball and swimming and tennis and, um, you know, all of those other sports that really need content that is, uh, is, is the best uh, in their sport. And I'll, you know, I've met with a lot of coaches and I tell them that exact same thing every time you them. I was like, our goal is for you to have the best content in your sport in the country. And that's the goal. And the goal is not going to change. It's a really cool goal. I think if, if for Bearcat fans listening, uh, just like Hummer and myself, it's, it's very exciting to hear. Um, I'm, I'm appreciative of, of the investment that the athletic department's making in it. I think it's extremely important going forward for all sports. I think it adds a tremendous amount of value for, for folks who love these teams and these programs and, and really keep it up. I, I love the ambition. Um, but I did, I will ask you a formula one question, you know, now that you are uh, a fan here, who, who are you gravitating to so far? Like, who are you, who are the teams or drivers that you found your, yourself rooting for at this point? So I am fully on team Ferrari. Um, right. Like I, I love Charles um, and I love Carlos. I think Carlos was the first driver. I like, like really was like, yes, like he's my guy. Um, but outside of those guys, like, I, how can you not love Lando Norris? Like, he he is Boom. one of the nicest. He's like he was one of the nicest human beings to ever walk this earth. You know, he, he, he's so um, he's just he's so charming and just he's just yeah. so, so nice. Just so yeah. he's so tiny too. I know, and like I, I was like, I'm not gonna be a Mercedes fan. It's like rooting for, for the Yankees, uh, which is just not cool. And uh, <laughs> so uh, so yeah, I mean, I I, I love Lewis. Um, but I, I'm definitely uh, team team Ferrari. Um, as long as long as this lineup sticks, I, I'll be team Ferrari for a while. I definitely get the Yankees comparison, though. I will say Ferrari definitely has some Yankee vibes too. Like yeah. I, I got to give you a little bit of grief. I think, <laughs> I think that if we look historically, Ferrari's got Yankee vibes. This is like early 2000s Yankees, though, or maybe yeah, early to mid 2000s Yankees who are just are struggling right now. Yes, I, you're, okay. That's you're right about That's you're right about Carlos, though. Carlos has has tremendous personality off the track That's in particular. Awesome. So um, let's 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 talk about it. Let's you're a Cardinals fan. All I <laughs> was really Jason wanna... LaRue was Jason LaRue's career really ended by Johnny Cueto or was the man just getting old as a catcher of nearly 12 years in the league? Right. Just be like, you know what? I'm sick of this. I got a concussion. You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and hang it up now. What do you think? I, I didn't hear the question. My apologies. <laughs> Internet connection. Something's happening. <laughs> do you believe Jason LaRue's career was ended in 2010 during the brawl by Johnny Cueto? I don't, I don't think so. That's what I'm talking about. All right. There we go. I mean, all, 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 is like early for me, you know, all I was going to ask is, are you a fan of the entire Cardinals organization and everything about them except for Yadier Molina? Is he the except I, like you can't find, you can't make your, is he hard? Is it hard to root for him? Um, no. I love <laughs> that. Like I, I, I've said this for years um, now, especially now, now that it's happening, no matter where Yadier's last game is, I don't care if it's on Mars, I will be there. Uh, he means so much to St. Louis and to me, um, I, there's going to be a lot of tears next season uh, with, with Yachty and probably Wayne Wright also hanging it up because 
those two were the core of, of our dynasty. Um, and uh, it's going to be hard to, to not like the Cardinals are Yachty. They are, um, you know, Adam, it's like these guys are so important to us. So, uh, so yeah, like, I'm a huge Yachty or Molina fan. Like, how aren't you a Yachty Molina fan? Like, whoa, okay. I, I know how you're not a Yachty Molina fan. Oh, like, whoa, wait a minute here. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. That's like asking if Cardinal fans, are you guys Joey Votto fans? Shouldn't it be Joey Votto fans? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not I'm not a Joey Votto <laughs> fan. Um, I'm, I'm happy. I'm not happy. I am respectful of what he's doing right now. You're respecting that he's still banging out there. Yeah. He's all right, I guess. You know. like 37 years old and getting ready to be on the verge of 30 home runs this season. We'll, we'll probably have to just leave it there so that this doesn't get too contentious. I, but I, actually well, I can't get too contentious. Yadier Merlin has been in the league for 18 I, years I as personally, a catcher. It's much more painful for us than it is you because you've, your team has had so much success. You've won World Series. Yeah. Meanwhile, we've we've toiled in, in relative obscurity with with an ownership group that has left us wanting. So, you know, congrats I, to all I, your success. But good uh, lord, is Yadier Molina unbearable? Not yeah. Not that I want to get too much on hyping, but the respect level for him, man. He's only in his career three years of of under like a one war, which I don't know one isn't that great, but only three years of that. Like the man was absolutely unstoppable in 2011, 12, which is why we hate him so much. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's why he's so unbearable is because he happens to be so good. Uh, but seriously, Yadier Molina sucks. I can't <laughs> believe they're going to give him $10 million to play one more year I, as a decrepit old catcher. I mean, <laughs> I'd give him 20 in a statue right now. So <laughs> whatever he wants. Does he want to, like, we'll rename the stadium. Whatever he wants. He can have it. Yadier Molina, Bush Stadium. But, I mean, I, I have nothing against the Reds. Like, they're, they're not one of my my, my hated teams. Um, oh, that actually um, hurts. That feels that feels lightweight disrespectful. No, they're not. Like, they're not. Like, I don't hate them like the Cubs, the Brewers. I hate the Brewers. Really? Like, okay. Yeah, I, I, I just them and Yelich are just. I, I hate them. So, like, I, 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 they're, they're like, I can watch a Reds game and like, oh, some of these players are likable, you know. I wish I could say the same. I wish I could say the same. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't do it. I've heard that from several people from St. Louis that the Reds don't really, they don't really get under the radar of a rivalry. Which is interesting because I'm pretty sure the Cardinals and the Reds have like the most brawls in baseball. We definitely do. (laughs) So the big one came in 2010 and happened to be, you know, the very, very competitive season going back and forth between the division, uh, you know, which Cincinnati ended up, ended up winning, but um, I actually we, I don't go to a ton of guys. games. I was at the brawl game out in left field. Wow, oh. great but, game! Great, but yeah, game. I have heard that. Just like I've also heard in Pittsburgh, like they don't really look at the Bengals as as like a rivalry either. Like for them, it's it's Ravens. Yeah, that's actually disrespectful. That actually is telling you that your <laughs> your team is not posed enough of a threat to really be on their radar as a rival. So I will just say we need to continue to step our game up as a, as from a performance level both for the Bengals and the Reds so that we are becoming more hated rivals for these, for those other franchises out there. I will root for the Bengals all but one Sunday of the year. So, and, and who's your team there? It would it be uh, the Rams, uh, the chiefs. Yeah. The Rams are no longer my team. Okay. Um, you abandoned them. Like they abandoned the city of St. Louis. I, I hope, I hope they lose every game from now until now. So um, <laughs> I hope they never win another game ever again. Well, the chiefs is fun. Good for you. The chiefs is fun. 
great time to be a Chiefs fan. That was been nice though. You know, they leave the Rams have been pretty pretty terrible, and you're like, you know what's free agents to here? All right, who am I going to be a fan for? <laughs> <laughs> Closest team, you know, Chiefs seem to pretty good. Pat Mahomes, this guy he seems like could be great. <laughs> yeah, it was between the Chiefs and the Bears that year that the Bears were like twelve and four, and the Chiefs were like also twelve and four, and they both. Yep. Well, the Chiefs I think made it to the AFC game or whatever, but that was the year that the the Bears lost on that like triple doink. <laughs> <laughs> the triple doink that was fantastic, <laughs> and then it but it became a lot of kickers missed field goals and it cost their teams a game. That kick was covered in such ridiculous levels. Mm-hmm. I remember going into the next season, it was a big deal about trying out kickers and putting them under pressure. It was just, guys, it's a kicker who missed a kick. What are we doing here? It's such. Why Didn't he miss such like, I deal? thought he missed more than just one kick that game, though. I don't remember. I, I thought it was one major kick that he, the, the triple doink, which he barely missed. It's a triple doink. That kick single handedly calls Mitchell Trubisky his career in Chicago. So. I think Mitchell Trubisky cost Mr. Mitchell Trubisky his career in Chicago. That's worse than a kick in the head from Johnny Cueto. <laughs> um, so I, I, I guess before we sign off here, one thing I didn't push on at all, and I probably should have, now knowing that you're part, you're going to be very closely tied to the basketball program. What's what's happening behind the scenes there? Like, who's got you excited after watching some practice? Got a lot of new faces. What do you have? What do you? What, what can you share about the basketball team? Um, I think the one thing I can share is that, like, the energy that they exude in practice is contagious and infectious, uh, which I guess probably shouldn't use those words in our current age. But that's 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 the way, like, I, I get it's good infectious um, being around them and around the coaching staff. Just, like, there's this just palpable, like, fire, like, fire it up, as, as Wes Miller said in his – press conference it's like you feel it in practice and you feel it being around them and and uh they're gonna do like they're gonna do some great things here i'm i'm so excited to to be able to see the beginning of uh what could be just this this incredible run um back back to to where cincinnati was and uh you know i i mean it's it's going to be so special and uh i uh I can't wait to watch it build and grow over the next few years. Love it. You got me excited, Eichel. I feel uh, we feel very lucky to have you join in the University of Cincinnati Athletics programs and um, really just excited about all the creations. I guess to support you, the best thing folks can do is to watch and share the content. Am I right on that? Watch, Watch let it fly share it with your friends, share it with your family, spread the word on these, on these productions. Cause if we want more of them, which you should, I do, uh, we need to make sure they, that it's worthwhile for the administration to, to continue investing in it. So thank you for that. It's been a pleasure watching your content so far. And we're looking forward to everything you're, you're, uh, you're putting forth here the coming seasons. Thank you guys for having me on. I, I, uh, I love doing uh, stuff like this because it gives me kind of practice. My, Ultimate career goal is to be in a flag director. So uh, doing things like this is very important to me and uh, cannot uh, say enough for um, you guys thinking I'm important enough to, to, to do this. So um, thank you guys. And I will, I will, I will try to root for Joey Votto at some point in the next 10 years. All right. Just, I appreciate Just that. on his retirement day. <laughs> in yes, I'll be rooting hard. 
All right, Ico, we appreciate it. Go enjoy the uh, Belgian Grand Prix this weekend, and we will talk to you soon, sir. See y'all. Go Bearcats.